0: Hi hi, bitches. Hi.
1: Oh my god, you're not Jess. I'm not Jess. Oh my god, who are you? I
0: ask myself that every day.
1: Oh Jesus Christ. Is this how this <laughs> is gonna go?
0: <laughs> no, I am your loving husband, Zach, that you have mentioned several times.
1: And only in the most loving of ways. In
0: only the most ever loving ways that never make me regret marriage.
1: No, I'm sure sure that never happens. Ever. Not not even one time. No, once. Um, if you're unaware of what you clicked on uh, You're listening to Hot for Justice podcast Jess is currently on maternity leave um, And you might have just heard my dog growling um, That's problematic But nah. it's neither here nor there
0: that's just how um, it's gonna be.
1: And if you're listening to this episode That means that we have deleted the one That was, was playing earlier today And if you listen to that I am so sorry That was a literal shit show
0: it it happens. I mean, you know, you guys are still figuring things out. It's not like you guys are you know, entirely professionals at this yet. Yeah?
1: So, uh, this probably means nothing to, like, almost everybody that's listening. But, so we recorded remotely, like we did the last time, where we recorded our three previous episodes, and nothing was going right. Jess's GarageBand broke, and that's where we record and edit our, you know, audio on. And so, she was recording using a different system, and apparently it just didn't mesh well with GarageBand. Um... Somebody said that it was. It sounded like she got eaten by a computer.
0: Eaten by a computer. That actually kind of makes sense. It sounds like she was talking yeah, from within. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna pull up the actual text message because it made me giggle.
0: It sounded like she was from within the Matrix. <laughs> it was. It was rough. Uh
1: yeah, Jackson texted me earlier and said it sounds like Jess got sucked into the computer and you're just communing with her.
0: Honestly, that's kind of how it is.
1: Yeah, so she entered the Matrix, um, and that's why she's on maternity leave now. <laughs> And
0: She's going to give birth within the Matrix.
1: God, that kid's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, don't even, I haven't even seen the Matrix. I shouldn't make shitty references.
0: <sighs> you just watched the Terminator for the first time, so I want to hear it. Uh,
1: I know. <laughs> we're not talking about that either. Until the next week's Screen Recap. Ayy. Oh,
0: man, we're dropping teasers now. We are
1: dropping teasers. Um. Anyways, so yeah, I have Zach with me because uh, Jess is very thick with child and she's honestly just over it and i don't blame her so i have my last minute stand-in husband to save the day
0: that's me and it's convenient because we we live together so since when since i (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't find out but
1: (laughs) great anyways um do you want to tell everyone a little about yourself and the fact that we're married and shit
0: uh gosh i am 27 i'm male Five um, ten on a good day. Yeah, can I get your like ASL? I enjoy <laughs> long walks on the beach at sunset.
1: How come you don't take me to the beach at sunset? It's
0: my way of getting away from you. That's my long walk on the beach.
1: Excellent. Go on.
0: Um, and you know I'm just I'm an I'm an old soul really. If you think about it, you're and just not, an
1: old man. But that's neither not, here nor not there. Not really
0: though. But I'm just trying to think what other generic things I can come up with. Oh, okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Perfect. I don't um, know. I'm a giant nerd at heart, so this is going to be fun.
1: Yes. Anyway, so yeah, we were listening hot for Hot for Justice, and um, this is what the next two weeks are going to look like for me. No Jess and all shenanigans. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read the case that I had originally read on the episode that was already recorded uh, that was fucked up, because if you listen to it, it probably sounded like actual ass.
0: It didn't... Yeah, no, I did, I did. I tried to listen to it. I got about two minutes in.
1: Yeah, same. Did. I just... No.
0: But let's dive into this.
1: Yeah, let's jump into this bitch. Um, so, I basically ripped most of what I'm going to be talking about from Reddit and also the Charlie Project. Um, are you familiar with what the Charlie Project is? I'm actually not. Okay, so are you familiar with the, jo- the Doe Network? No. So the Doe Network is like unidentified bodies, like John and Jane Doe's. This makes sense. And it's like a compilation of like... Shit about, you know, their circumstance and how they were discovered or whatever, and they get a lot of like funding to find out who these people are, and oh. so that their families can—that's that's cool. Peace. Yeah, it's very cool. That's so nice. the Charlie Project project is kind of like that, but it's identified children.
0: Okay, that's depressing.
1: Right, but it's just like, but they don't—it's like unsolved murders yeah. and disappearances of children.
0: <clears throat> that makes sense.
1: Right. So I got my information from again Reddit and the Charlie Project. Okay. Um, the Reddit user, are they called redditors? Is that the thing? Is yeah,
0: that what they're called? I, I don't know if they've actually had an official meeting on what call themselves, but Reddit users or redditors or whatever.
1: Um, it was written by an individual whose username is persimmon pluot, mm-hmm. Persis, persimmon plout. Ooh, fruit guy. Fruity. What a fruity. Well, I mean, you don't know if it's a guy. It's 2019. Come on, what man.
0: Fruit individual.
1: What a they're, what a fruity motherfucker.
0: They just like the fruits. <clears throat>
1: Yes, they do. So, um, this is the mysterious disappearance of the Solomon family. So, October 12th, 1982, a family of four disappeared without a trace from their Lassen Street home in Northridge, California. None of the family members have been seen since. We're going to rewind a little bit, uh, 10 years prior to 1972, uh, where the patriarch of the family, Saul Solomon, moved his family from the Israel to the U.S. Did I say the Israel? Jesus Christ. This is going well already. They know what you meant. Yes. The Israel. Don't get it confused with any knockoff Israels. Not up in here. No. Not today, Satan. Not today. Uh, They ended up settling in Northridge, where Saul was a small business owner and his wife Elaine was a stay-at-home mother to their two two children, Michelle and Mitchell.
0: (laughs) That's just cruel. (laughs) Isn't that so shitty? Michelle and Mitchell. It's like, they didn't even try. No. They just came up with one name, and they're like, you know, screw it. Like, if we get a boy, it's going to be Mitchell. If we get a girl, it's going to be Michelle. And then...
1: So this is a really funny story. Um, For those of you who don't know, Zach and I both used to work at the same elementary and middle school for many moons. And there was this one family. The two sons were named Jonathan and Nathan. Bear with me. Don't dox them. They're also minors, so I don't want to, like, give their full names. I'm not. Okay. Well, I saw your, like, eyes light up, and you got real excited because you knew who I was talking about. But one of my – our other former co-workers – the younger kid was named Jonathan. The older one was Nathan. And Jonathan was being a little turd. And my coworker looks at him. He's like, You know what? Your parents were so unoriginal in naming you. They liked your brother's name so much, they just put Joe in front of it. Whoa. And it wrecked this 10 year old.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's finally building his confidence up and just checked hard his identity up. as a person.
1: Yeah. So um, that's a story about uh, how someone who will talk about off air ruined a child's life for a brief couple of weeks.
0: Nah, say ruined. I say both character.
1: And there's a reason I'm not thick with child. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, uh, Michelle and Mitchell, the two children, Michelle and Mitchell. Uh, so Saul's business, he, uh, owned a fire extinguisher repair and refill shop. And he had four employees. First of all, I didn't know that was a fucking thing. I, I thought you just like bought new fire extinguishers. I didn't know like they could be refilled or like repaired.
0: What, what year was this again? Uh, 82. I mean, the 80s were a hell of a decade. So, it, it, I mean, now we... I, I don't even know who who has a fire extinguisher in their house.
1: Probably everybody should. I can guarantee we don't, and we're probably ill-prepared Ill for a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it's kind of like growing up to just slowly realize what natural disaster or disaster you're just not ready for.
1: If it's us, it's most of them.
0: Yeah. Well, if we have a hose outside, we'll just drag that in.
1: Guys, we just solved our fire problem. <laughs> you heard it live on the internet. <laughs> okay, just kidding. So, um, Saul and Elaine also own some rental properties in the surrounding area of Northridge. Um, but Saul's interest in investment in vintage and exotic cars might have caused his family's disappearance. Police say that the family was last seen late on October the 12th, 1982, by an unnamed visitor. Don't worry, this person has apparently been interviewed and been cleared of everything. Do we know who they are? No. Apparently it's not important because they're innocent. Apparently. Allegedly. Who knows? Uh, Two days later, on October 14th, the Solomon's neighbors called the police after being unable to make contact with them to tell them that their swimming pool is overflowing. Police were also contacted by family members and employees about the family being missing. Uh, The police arrived at the Solomon home to find it locked. so They forced entry and discovered that no family members were present in the home. The house didn't appear to be out of order. Everyone's beds were made, which Elaine's mother, Margaret, described as very uncharacteristic of the family. So, apparently they were some messy motherfuckers. Which, I shouldn't talk shit, because my bed hasn't been made in how long?
0: Uh, I don't know how long your bed hasn't been made, my bed gets made every day.
1: Bitch, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And valuable items such as jewelry, electronics, uh, about $2,500 in cash, which in 2019 money is $6,646. Just
0: casually missing.
1: Yeah, just fucking gone. Oh, and there was a Rolls Royce just left at the house.
0: I hate when I forget my Rolls Royce.
1: Yeah, I hate when I'm on the run and I just forget my, like, what, $200,000 car uh, in my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> um So the robbery didn't seem to be a motive because all this expensive shit was just laying around, right? Uh... There was one unsettling clue found in 15-year-old Michelle. Don't you confuse with Mitchell? No. Police discovered blood and some small blood spatters.
0: Oh no. Well, hold on. Which one was this again? This was Michelle. Yes, she was okay. a 15-year-old girl. Well.
1: She's probably definitely doing pagan worship. Obviously. That's what the blood spatter is about. It's probably pig blood. Absolutely joking. That is not probably what that's from. No. Uh, <laughs> she was she was not a Satanist. Don't worry. Uh, but the bedroom nor the rest of the house show si- did not show signs of a struggle, so no one knows where the blood came from. As far as I know, no one knows who the blood belongs to.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, did they get that tested? Because, like, 15's a, a, a very, well, obvious time in a woman's life where blood could just be places.
1: Did you just mansplain a period to me? Why is it
0: mansplaining? Why isn't it just talking about a period?
1: We're not doing this right now. <laughs> um so police and the family were unable unable to explain what had happened or why the Solomons would be a target Uh, police worked with Israeli officials to create a background profile on Saul and Elaine uh, aged 35 and 39 respectively nothing in their histories indicated any association with crime Saul had been a police officer as well as served in the Israeli military Elaine was a college graduate both came from solid families and neither had a criminal record Within days of their disappearance, both Saul and Elaine's wallets and passports were found thrown along a stretch of highway about se- uh, several miles from their home. The children's passports may or may not also have been found, but there's been conflicting reports, so who knows? Oh, back to, back to the blood the blood thing and who who's- whose blood was it? It was 1982. DNA shit was, like, not that good. And also, like, they wouldn't have known how to, like, properly, probably wouldn't have known how to, like, properly co- collect and, like, save it.
0: Probably not. Yeah. I mean, they probably grabbed everything with their bare hands, too.
1: Yeah, they probably, like, licked everything, also.
0: Is that what they did?
1: Was... Yeah, that's that's how you...
0: I need to become one with this crime scene. I'll take yeah. the next lick.
1: <laughs> that's how the best cops do it, man. Um, so, yeah, the passports were thrown on the highway. Rumors began circulating that Saul was involved with the Israeli Mafia, a group that operated out of the L.A. area. Family members denied these allegations and pleaded for uh the family safe return a fifty thousand dollar reward was offered by the family and was a, which was a sizable amount in 1982 um i didn't do math on this one and i probably should have but i believe it's roughly around like hundred and twenty thousand dollars in today's money that's a pretty fat yeah.
0: reward yeah it's a solid amount totally
1: Uh, Police revealed to the media that they were familiar with Saul Solomon prior to the family's disappearance, but they declined to elaborate, stating he wasn't known under the suspicion of criminal activities. What does that mean?
0: I have the slightest idea.
1: It's fine. Nobody knows. (laughs)
0: It's more mysterious.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, Police also publicly voiced their questions about how Solomon was able to afford some of the things in his life based on income from uh, his property and his business. Still, by all accounts, they were just hardworking, good people. Uh, they were loved by their family and friends, many of whom were part of a tight-knit Jewish community and they who they socialized and worship with frequently. So finally, police received a lead that Saul had had a fight with a business associate on the afternoon of October the 12th, the day of the disappearance. Ashley Paul, a cab driver from London, and uh, the cousin of a man named Harvey Rader, claimed that uh, he had witnessed Rader shoot Saul. Hardy Raver, Rader... Hardy Raider was a British man residing in the LA area who owned a specialty vintage car and restoration business. And Saul had met him because he was a car enthusiast. Mm-hmm. It was discovered that Saul had loaned or invested over $20,000, which is about $52,000 in today's money in Raider's well-respected shop. And that Saul was angry about the details of the venture. Um, on the day in question, the two men attended a car show in the afternoon and then uh, had an argument over the money. Saul was apparently upset enough to mention this to at least one other person. Hmm. Okay. Uh, police then started focusing their attention in on Raider. He was questioned but denied any knowledge of what had happened to the family. Nonetheless, police moved forward with their investigation and were able to piece together a timeline including the fight and subsequent threats made against Saul by Raider and a male associate of his. According to their suspicions, or adding to their suspicions, was the fact that Raider had previously, be, previously been tied to another disappearance but was never charged with any crimes um paul said that he and raider had buried saul and the other family members in the desert near acton this is where their personal belongings were discovered after their disappearance paul said that raider and saul had had an argument concerning saul's investment the other family members were murdered as well since they knew saul was with raider the day that he was reportedly killed so basically the family had to go because they knew too much Uh, paul demanded immunity in exchange for his testimony from prosecutors Authorities believed that Paul was more involved in the crimes after his request was granted, so they made him take a polygraph test. Investigators announced that Paul had failed the test, and he was charged as an accessory in the murders, and his immunity was revoked. Uh, the charges against him were eventually dropped, and he returned to England. Rader was arrested for the family's murders um, in August of 1988, so almost four year, uh, almost six years after they disappeared um, and this was right after he was released from an Arizona prison after completing a s- sentence for a-, a passport fraud. So, maybe he's trying to get the fuck out of America on, like, a shitty passport.
0: And it's one option, yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Paul had refused to return to the U.S. to testify against his cousin. I d- honestly don't know why they didn't extradite him. Because do you think they would be able to, right?
0: <sighs> yeah, you think. <sighs> Apparently not. I don't not. know.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fucking expert. Clearly. Um... So all the evidence against Raider was circumstantial. Three defense witnesses claimed that they had seen Saul in uh, Carpentaria, California, after the family vanished. One of these witnesses was a civilian dispatcher for the Carpentaria Police Department who had stated that she had seen Saul inside of a pharmacy after the October 12th date. Um, Her statement was supported by the pharmacist who agreed that Saul was the person spotted inside of the business. Raider's defense attorneys claim that Saul and Elaine were having marital problems um, around the time that they had disappeared. They also said that Saul was involved in an illegal drug and firearms trades at the time he and his family vanished. This is where the rumors about the, like, Israeli mafia came in.
0: Oh. That kind of makes sense.
1: Right. And also, like, how else did he get, like, get all this money to, like, have all this shit?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. You don't just, like, move, like completely to a new country and in 10 years have enough money to have multiple homes that like several of which you're renting out for income um and have like a, a car hobby just because just for fun right Yeah. um the family's loved ones in the prosecution denied all these allegations like of course obviously of course, yeah like why would you admit to that <laughs> <laughs> um again not saying that it's true but whatever uh, Rader's case ended in two mistrials before he was acquitted of any involvement in July of 1992. So this is like a whole like 10 years going on shit. Um, he continued to maintain his innocence in the cases afterwards. Rader ed- ended up selling his story and hoped to turn the events into a television film in 1992. He wanted to remain in the U.S. as his former wife and their child resided in the country. Authorities considered deporting him back to Great Britain after the conclusion of his trial. He was also the prime suspect in a 1982 1980- to California disappearance of Peter Davis and his wife, Joan. The couple's cases remained unsolved, but officials believe that he might have killed uh, the Davises after a business-related dispute. Sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, sort of sends a trend with this guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he was never charged in connection with their disappearances due to lack of evidence. Again, familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, Raider's cousin claimed that he assisted in the burial of Sol- Solomon's family's remains in the desert near Acton, Um, Investigators conducted extensive searches In the area throughout the years But no evidence related to the cases was ever uncovered The family has never been located And their cases remain unsolved Um, So since uh, His acquittal In 1992 um, The police had to return Raider's travel documents And release him um, From any form of restraint in the US um, So they couldn't Deport him or do anything Because they just didn't have enough on him to warrant that
0: yeah.
1: Um, he ended up leaving the, sh- the country on his own shortly after his acquittal. The Solomons are still missing, and no bodies have been found. Spoopy.
0: Yeah, that's kind of intense. Isn't it, though? There's a lot of, like. Hmm. It's twisty. It is. Oh. It's your turn. You give me the laptop.
1: I am giving you the laptop, but your case is on there.
0: I know. I had my phone. But... Oh,
1: okay. Well, whatever. Then I'll take this. Okay. I
0: didn't know you were going to s- bring me the laptop. That's very nice of you. That is, yeah. Isn't
1: that bananas? Well, it's
0: like, it's crazy because like there's, and there's like proof that he's done, like he basically did the same thing again, like allegedly.
1: Allegedly, yeah. Like again, a mysterious bad business deal. Oh my God. Did you guys just hear my dog? You guys can't answer because it's the podcast, but.
0: It is a podcast. Yes. But uh, I'm sure they have been hearing him. He's definitely been on one.
1: Yeah. And you know what? We're working with what we got tonight. So. You
0: just gonna have to hear Charlie, our dog, just be on one.
1: Um, actually what's really funny is that in the description of this week's episode, I put like, cause I thought that like, the audio was going to be like a little shitty, but like not to the extent that it was. And, uh, I like uploaded the episode and in the description it says, says something like, Oh, like we're sorry if there's any like bad audio, but like, this is better than no episode. Am I right? I was wrong. I was absolutely not right. Yeah, we're going to pretend that that never happened.
0: Nope. The only bad audio on this one is just with the sound of our animals. And they're fine. Um. So it's all you Boo okay so I'm covering the some people might have actually heard of this one because apparently it was kind of a uh, caught on on the internet pretty hard I missed it um, but I'm covering the death of Alyssa Lamb the sixth place down in Los Angeles so we're traveling outside of the Bay Area for this one also real
1: quick I'm gonna be like 100% honest with you I think it's Elisa you think it's Elisa yeah it's E-L-I-S-A
0: Elisa I think it's Elisa Elisa Elisa, Elisa. Elisa. Okay, um,
1: I'm sure she cares
0: um, okay, so sorry, go on. Yes, yeah, so this is the death of Elisa Lamb. Um, so this takes place on in February of 2013.
1: Oh, also cite your source, bitch.
0: Oh, this is all coming from Wikipedia. This is ah, uh, you're taking a page out of my book. Well, this is kind of more um, last-minute fill-in. True. Yeah.
1: But um, not to sidebar you completely, but we did hear about another true crime podcast who got dinged. For not citing their sources, yes. so us bitches are gonna cite our sources.
0: That's citing sources. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, the thing with Wikipedia is it's probably it's multiple sources allegedly, and um, maybe
1: some twelve-year-old kid who's jerking off writing it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, maybe not this one specifically, but you know. I, I hope not. <laughs> you know, it sounded better in my head before it came out. As with most things, I say let's be hundred percent honest. Some dumb shit comes out of this mouth hole.
0: The body of Elisa Lam, a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, was recovered from a water tank atop the Cecile Hotel? Cecil,
1: Cecile? Cecil. Cecil? Ce- Cecil?
0: Cecil. That hotel in downtown Los Angeles on February 19th. She had been reported missing at the beginning of the month. Maintenance workers at the hotel discovered the body when investigating guest complaints of problems with the water supply. Ew. Yeah. Her disappearance had been widely reported. Interest had increased five days prior to her body's discovery when the Los Angeles Police Department released video of the last time she was known to have been seen. Um, On the day of her disappearance by an elevator security camera. In the footage, Lamb is seen exiting and re-entering the elevator. Talking and gesturing in the hallway outside. And sometimes seeming to hide within the elevator. Which itself appears to be malfunctioning. This video went viral on the internet, with many viewers reporting that they found it unsettling. Explanations ranged from claims of paranormal involvement, involvement to bipolar disorder, from which Lamb had suffered.
1: So, real quick, this reminds me a lot of a case that happened, I think, two years ago or last year, um, of Kanika Jenkins. Do you did you ever hear that? It was two years ago.
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: So, um, I, again, I hate to like derail you completely. No, it's okay. Um, so two years ago, uh, I was looking it up really quickly while you were talking because I was like oh this sounds fucking familiar but it was not they're completely separate um this girl in Chicago named Kanika Jenkins I think she was like 17 or 18 Mm -hmm. or she's 19 she went to a party at a hotel and she there's videos of her like walking up and down the hallways like looking like really like either like possessed or like um inebriated or like whatever Mm -hmm. um and like all her friends were like oh yeah she didn't have like a drop of liquor she didn't do any drugs like she was stone cold sober like the entire night so she's like waddling like, through the hallway, like, looking all fucked up. And then she's found the next day in the freezer.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah, it's fucking weird. Oh, we know
0: I did hear about that. Yeah. Okay.
1: And, like, the hotel's like, yeah, we don't know what happened. Because, like, there's, like, weird, like, footage, like, kind of missing, but, like, not really... It's very weird. I think, the, like, some of the footage looks, like, edited. Like, That's they, like, what, yeah, cut, one of the things, out.
0: yeah, one of the things with this one is that um, it's been argued that the video was altered prior to release.
1: Yeah, so, like, it's very shady. I'm also going to, like, see if I can look up the her, the elevator footage, because I'm going to want to link it in the show notes, because I'm curious.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it went viral, so it has to be out Go there. Go on. Um. Circumstances of Lamb's death once she was found also raise questions, especially in the light of the hotel's history in relation to other notable deaths and murders. Her body was naked, with most of her clothes and personal effects floating in the water near her. It took the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office four months after repeated delays to release the ot- autopsy Autopsy? Autopsy. Good lord, babe. I know. It's running It's running our family, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which reports no evidence of physical trauma and states that the manner of death was accidental. Of course it was. Guests at the hotel, now rebranded as Stay on Main sued the hotel after the incident, and Lamb's parents filed a separate suit later the, that year. Uh, some of the internet interests noted that they were, there were casual, or no, considered to be unusual similarities between Lamb's death and the 2005 horror film Dark Water. I haven't seen that. Me neither. But I assume it has something to do with, well, water. Dark Water. Whoa. I know, man. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, she was uh, she traveled alone on this trip, which itself is kind of it's one of those things.
1: Yeah, like that's going to be a fucking no for me, dog. Like I'm not traveling anywhere by myself.
0: But so she but the good news is she at least checked in. So she visited the San Diego Zoo and posted photos uh, taken there on social media. On January 26th, she arrived in Los Angeles. After 2 days, she checked into the hotel near downtown Skid Row. She was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's 5th floor. However, her roommates complained about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as certain odd behavior, and she was moved to a room of her own after two days.
1: Okay, real quick, I'm like, I've been watching this video while you've been talking Mm -hmm. and the shit's wild. So like she like gets in the elevator, she like presses like literally all the buttons down like on one row, and then like hangs out in the corner, and then like starts like bopping in and out of the elevator, and like part of it she's like grabbing her head. And, like, she's, like, waving her arms around like she's, like, lost or, like, she's, like, trying to, like, uh, like wade through, like, water or something. It's very, very creepy and, like, unnerving. Hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to post this in the show notes. Give it a watch. It's only, like, two minutes.
0: So, the hotel, um, it was built as a business hotel in the 1920s. Uh, it fell on hard times during the Great Depression and never recaptured its original market as the downtown decayed around it in the late 20th century. This is where it gets a little interesting. Several of LA's more notable murders have happened at or have connections to this hotel. What? In 1964, Goldie Osgood, the Pigeon Lady of Perishing Square, was raped and murdered in her room at the at this hotel.
1: Jesus fucking Christ!
0: A crime that never been has never been solved. Um, serial killers Jack Unterweger. I'm just gonna go. Past that one real quick, but what, this what? <laughs> is where this is the more interesting one, anyways. And Richard Ramirez, otherwise oh. known as the Night Stalker, both resided at this hotel while they were active in there.
1: Wait, they fucking lived there?
0: They lived there during their times of killing. Uh. There have also been suicides, one of which also killed a pedestrian in front of the hotel. Jesus. After recent renovations, it had tried to market itself as a boutique hotel.
1: A boutique murder hotel?
0: Oh. But the reputation still lingers. Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She had been prescribed four medications um, to, to, treat, to treat these disorders. And this is all according to her family. Um, she did have no history of suicidal attempts, nothing like that. She just had these just kind of depression and bipolar.
1: I mean, I mean you can be very high functional with both of those things.
0: Yeah. Um. Here we go So this is the disappearance Lamb contacted her parents in British Columbia Every day while traveling On January 31st 2013 The day she was scheduled to check out At the hotel and leave for Santa Cruz They did not hear from her and called the LA police Her family flew to Los Angeles To help with the search Which is just very quick It's impressive
1: Well um, I mean like I don't know I feel like that's some shit my mom would do that's true like if like she doesn't on vacation i was talking to her every day and i just, all of a sudden just like stopped responding to her, like her text messages first of all she'd be pissed yes and second of all she'd be like uh, i'm gonna take my ass down there
0: yep she would be down there pretty quick um hotel staff who saw her that day said she was alone outside the hotel katie oh, katie orphan manager of a nearby bookstore was the only person who recalled seeing Lam that day she was outgoing very lively very friendly She was talking about what book she was getting or whether or not uh, what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. So overall, she was in great spirits. Cheerful. Mm. Police searched the hotel to the extent that they legally could. They searched Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop. But the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent.
1: Bet they were good boys, though.
0: They were good boys. They were just doing their job. On February 6th, a week after Lamb had last been seen, the LAPD decided more help was needed. Flyers with their image were posted in the neighborhood and online. It brought the case to the public's attention throughout the media. Um. Yeah, so this is the. This is. This next section is talking about the elevator video, which we will have posted. Yes, it'll um, be in the show
1: notes. Check it out. Like I said, it's like two, two and a half minutes long. It's. Like I said, like, it's actually, like, pretty creepy. Like, at first, it's like, okay, like, what am I watching? And then it's like, oh, oh, this is not normal.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of theories about it, too. Um. Like I said, Jamie described it kind of perfectly, um, but several theories evolved uh, to explain her actions. At least, try to come up with it. Uh, One was that Lam was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone pursuing her.
1: See, that's what I originally thought too, because she originally so she like presses hella buttons. You y'all can't see me, but I just like pretend to press hella buttons like in the air. Um, And then she like kind of like cowers in the corner, and then like stays there. And then she like you can tell she's like what the fuck. And then. Yeah, and then she, like, kind of keeps, like, bobbing in and out. I think, one, to, like, see what's going on, and two, to see if she can get the door to, like, close or move.
0: Yeah. And, you know, then, of course, there's, like, this She's probably on ecstasy or some party drug. Um,
1: or she was just being manic. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or once, you know, and then once it was public that she had, you know, bipolar disorder, it was, like, we should have been having an episode. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I think know. that's
1: entirely possible. I mean, regardless if someone was following her or not.
0: Um, yeah, and then there's also, I guess, viewers argue that the video has actually been tampered with. Mm-hmm. Um... There's an obscuring of the timestamp. Uh, parts have been slowed down, and nearly a minute of footage had uh, been removed.
1: so yeah, the one clip that I saw, the timestamp is like kind of like, it looks like it's been like TV staticed out.
0: Yeah, and people were thinking like that could have been done to if somebody was walking into the shot or whatever. They don't want their identity out there because mm. it's not about them. Right, um, but
1: like, what if that's like the person that took her, or like, yeah, the oh, unless the person
0: was questioned and like found.
1: I don't know. If, we just, if we're if we talking about my last case, the last person that's seen that's at the tra- house was cleared, and who, kno- who knows?
0: Who knows? Um, okay, so, this is where it gets interesting, is the discovery of the body.
1: Yeah, oh my fucking god. Go on. Yes.
0: During the search for lamb, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure. Uh, Some later claimed their water was colored black, and had an unusual taste. I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, that's rough. On the morning of February 19th, lamb's body was found in one of the four 1,000-gallon t- tanks providing water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Ah!
1: Yeah. But, like, forever.
0: Yeah, forever, (laughs) uh. (laughs) ah. The tank was drained and cut open since its maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove her body. On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning, with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. Now, again, okay, accidental drowning inside this tank weird
1: so actually this like he reminds me of the first season of how to get away with murder I know you don't watch that show watch that but show. you've watched me watch that show I have watched you watch that show <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounded very like jo- Joe Goldbergy. you watched me do it anyways um, so the first season uh, this, this isn't a spoiler it's like in the first fucking episode if yeah. you haven't watched the first season of how to get away with murder and you're interested in watching it that's your own goddamn fault
0: and you're not spoiling too much
1: no uh, anyways, they, a girl is found in a water tank on top of a building. And like some of the clothes are just kind of chilling in there. Like she's not fully dressed. It's the same. It's very eer- 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 eerily similar. And maybe that was inspired by this. I don't it know. might
0: have been inspired. Um, oh yeah, Axel drowning.
1: And actually I think one of the things they said was that like she was like bipolar or something, if I remember the show correctly.
0: I mean, they might have literally just been going off this.
1: Weird. I mean, anyways, go on.
0: Um, okay so the full coroner's report released in June stated that her body had been found naked clothing similar to that she was wearing in the elevator video was floating in the water coated with sand like particle her watch and room key were also found with her hmm. um, oh God, this is bodies in water guys it's not it's never pretty uh, no it's never cute Was mo- okay her body was moderately decomposed and bloated It was mostly greenish with some marbling evident on the abdomen and skin separation evident.
1: Oh, God. I wish you guys could see my fucking face right now. Yeah. It's not cute.
0: Um, no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. Um, they did toxicology tests. Um, wow. Incomplete because not enough of her blood was preserved. So, the only thing they did find was, it looks like there was traces of her prescription medication, um, and a very small quantity of alcohol, less than 0.02%, yeah.
1: Well, so, 0.08 is a legal limit in California, so 0.02 would probably be, like, maybe after, like, a drink?
0: Yeah. I, mean, I would
1: I suppose. Guess. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't...
0: Know. Or, like, a sip?
1: Uh. Kinda of hard to tell. And also like her body was like that decomposed and if like there wasn't that much blood. I would guess and also because like, she was in water that it probably diluted it.
0: Could yeah. Could have diluted it. So I don't know. I mean Yeah, it's a trip. Um so the investigation had determined how Lamb died, but didn't offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. Doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof were locked, with only staff having the passcode and keys and any attempt to force them would supposedly have triggered an alarm. However, the hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass those security measures if she or someone who might have accompanied her had known. A video made by a Chinese user after Lamb's death and posted to the internet showed that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the lids of the water tanks were open. Jesus
1: Christ. John.
0: I know. Apart from the question of how she got on the roof, others asked if she could have gotten into the tank by herself. All four tanks are four by eight feet. Um, it's sil- not very big. Yeah, but, I mean, that's almost you know, that's almost five feet. You're trying to climb up to the top of...
1: That's true. I mean, does it say how tall she is?
0: Uh, it might have top.
1: I mean, that's neither here nor there. Whatever. So whether uh, four or four by eight? Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. Okay. Doesn't say. I'm going to Google it and find out. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if they'll even tell me.
0: Um, where, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, so they were also propped up on concrete blocks. So, probably. So they
1: would probably a little taller.
0: Yeah. Um, there's no fixed access to them, and hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. They are protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. Police dogs that searched through the hotel for land. Her
1: estimated height was 5'6. Okay, so
0: yeah, that'd be a hard climb. Yeah. Um,. Police thog said to search through the hotel for the lamb, even on the roof shortly after her disappearance, uh, was noted did not find any trace of her. Although they had not searched near the area near the water tank. Well, those
1: fucking idiots that just looked in the water tank. Don't look at me like they like should have known.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, granted when you're searching for a body, I guess you should search everywhere.
1: But I mean like, I don't, uh, at the time they weren't looking for a body. They were looking for a human, <laughs> like an alive human. Yeah.
0: I well, Never mind. Okay. I, you know. I digress. Go on. Um, talks about her temper blog which is interesting uh it just kind of goes on (laughs) murder it just kind of goes on to talk about um it it talks about more about the the elevator video and just kind of her like Mm -hmm. how she was acting in the elevator video is like kind of the biggest clue they have obviously Mm -hmm. um so the autopsy report and its conclusions have also been questioned for instance, it does not say what the results of the rape kit and fingernail kit were, or even if they were processed. What? It also records, um, man, pooling of blood in Lamb's anal area.
1: Mm, booty hole blood.
0: Yeah, which some some observers suggested was a sign of sexual abuse. However, um, one uh, however, somebody has noted that it could have also resulted from bloating in the course of the body's decomposition. yeah it gets rough so basically she was they still don't have an answer for this like she that's was that's bananas
1: so she, I'm like reading through the wikipedia page right now uh it looks like her parents filed a wrongful death suit against the hotel
0: yeah I mentioned that earlier
1: okay I, I don't yeah. listen to you so
0: the residents also filed one well not a wrongful death but they filed the fact that like basically drank body water that's
1: probably like just like some like wild class action
0: yeah um uh, but yeah it's I mean that's like it's crazy. oh my god
1: first of all I'm a fucking genius so I'm scrolling down on here I'm so sorry to cut you off I'm not actually sorry the look on your face right now is glorious an ABC series how to go away with murder had a similar storyline <laughs> yeah. over a series of flashbacks across the first season which began airing in 2014 it's revealed that a sorority girl missing at the start of the season was murdered and that her body was hidden on the water tank of the sorority house similarly her body is only discovered when a maintenance worker is called to address a water pressure issue oh yeah. my god see I, mean, I should write this shit
0: it's kind of you know a lot of real life stuff inspires shows that we it, watch it really does um, that's fucking sad yeah wrongful death I've seen that too yeah it's crazy I mean it's just crazy to think because it's also this happened in 2013 this isn't like in the 80s or the 70s no this is uh, like six years ago oh even that. so apparently even the fifth season of American Horror Story uh, was inspired by Lamb's death creepy spoopy I don't know if that's how true that is
1: I don't know I, I really honestly stopped watching I, I've seen the first season the third season and part of the fourth so,
0: yep. season two is ass. Well, we should you should look up and see if they um, have continued the search. Cause I'm trying to see when this was last updated. Um, cause I'd be intrigued to know since this is, I mean, 2013.
1: Um, ba, 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 ba. I don't see too much. Um, I'm like scrolling through Reddit really quick. And I don't see anything. You know, honestly, they probably, like, once they, like, ruled it an accident, like, and in most cases, it's, it usually just kind of goes cold, yeah. because they're like, oh, shit, something happened, we don't really know what it was, but, like, I don't know, shrugs shoulders and walks away, so it's, at that point, where, like, if the family, like, really wants to know what happens, like, they have to, like, get their own, like, like, PI or something to, like, look into it, because, unfortunately, like, the state's just like, fuck you, we're over it.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like- it's yeah stuck with me for obvious reasons like it's super just insane like just
1: yeah like that's fucking bananas
0: so the video is definitely worth a watch uh, yeah I guess it's a
1: little shorty yeah um also like, check out the case of Kanika Jenkins that's like bonkers too mm-hmm. like it's the, the similar one like, the girl in Chicago a couple years back like the fact that this like keeps happening is goddamn wild yeah and like I said it's like not the 80s or like the 70s or some shit yeah. where there was like no footage. Like there is footage, but someone's clearly
0: messing with it a little bit. A little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So is that all you got?
0: That's all I got. That was the end of it. It's all kind right. of a sad ending because there's no ending. but. Right. I guess the ending is accidental. but.
1: Um, well, do you have anything fun and fresh and exciting to share with the people? Uh, maybe something you watched or something that you played or something you read? I don't know.
0: Well, we, we did on Friday. We did go and see... Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood So good it's so good
1: So fucking good If you haven't watched it You need to go fucking watch it yep. Um, It is almost like three hours So make sure you pee first
0: Yeah It's classic Tarantino it's Yes It's a long movie But it's so good You don't feel the three hours That's what I loved about it the most
1: No like literally like There was like maybe like 30 minutes left or something I glanced down at my watch Just to see what time it was Cause I was like Oh this movie's like Just getting Like just getting good Yeah <laughs> And then I was like Oh fuck It's already like Been like two hours Yeah so it, it was a good one, though. It's uh, a good one. And if you are unaware, it's um, adjacent and kind of intertwangled with the uh, Manson family.
0: A little bit. It's it's they they are referenced a few times. Yes,
1: um, I, I don't want to spoil anything because no. this is movies. Fucking Not going to give any
0: hints about it, but yes, they are referenced <laughs> yes. and they are they are shown a little bit.
1: Yes, you get to see some of the family. Yes, you do. Uh, speaking of, uh, I actually watched a really cool documentary about the Manson family the other night. Um, I forget what it's called. I'm going to see if I can look it up right quick. But it, uh, they had, like, footage from, like, Manson family members while they were, like, either in it still um, or had, like, just gotten out of the Manson family versus, um, like, a couple years ago they were, like, re-interviewed and they got to watch their own footage. Oh, man. And they were like, oh, wow, like, I was, like, really fucked up or, like, people like must have thought I was, like, really fucked up. Which I mean like they were, they were being like fucking brainwashed by like the psychopath.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah. Um, it's called, uh, Inside the Manson Cult, The Lost Tapes. Um, it was very good. Highly recommend. I think it's only a couple hours long.
0: Which isn't terrible.
1: No. Especially for like all the content. Like it's, like I guess it's very fucking interesting. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add or?
0: No. Um.
1: You excited to do this again? next week I'm
0: excited to do this again I have a feeling I'll be, I'll be stepping in a lot
1: um, well Jess always said that she's going to take like two weeks ish off question mark
0: I mean the good news is I can be called in anytime
1: truly um, and then if you guys remember uh, my buddy Jackson he's going to be coming on the yes. show probably I think I think we'll have him on next week probably because okay. he's coming over on Saturday to record Yeah. and so then we we're going the to do a three-way review of the Terminator um, yeah. so watch that get your ass ready
0: Yes, watch the I think the original what do we want. We watched on Amazon?
1: Yeah, we did watch on Amazon, it's part of the I think, prime. On,
0: I think it's on Hulu too.
1: Um maybe we should watch the second one right before we record it. If you want to. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea.
0: I mean the first movie and the second movie completely different vibes. That's
1: fine. Okay. I mean, honestly, like this is for shits and gigs anyways. Just, like just wanted sure. nothing to do with this joke that I made like three <laughs> episodes back, and honestly, like I'm I'm leaning into it.
0: That's right. Um yeah, and then if you guys like me enough i might eventually have my own podcast we'll see
1: yeah um works. go um uh, do you want to plug your twitter or, like instagram or anything
0: it's just sacajoya 19 i think sacajoya the native american folk hero and then you added z where the s is
1: yes just like that
0: and it's on my twitter and my instagram or all that
1: yes um i'll link his profiles in the show notes as well if you want to give him a follow yeah. pat his ego a little well not that he needs it
0: Yeah, i actually can use all the love i can.
1: Hey, fuck you. You're the one that had a tweet go viral or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was barely viral. I mean, it was included in like a Twitter moment, which then got it to be all...
1: You got like, what, like 6,000 likes on her or some stupid shit? <sighs>
0: Something, you know. I don't know. It's it's framed in our living room. You can go look at it there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would literally leave. <laughs> all right. I would find a new spouse.
0: <laughs> mental notes on how to get Jamie out.
1: <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's all for now, folks. Bye bye That's right.
0: Bye.